Hello and welcome to Birth Trauma Training for Birth Workers. I'm your host, Dr. Erin Bow, clinical psychologist and coach, mother of two traumatic births myself. This podcast is all about helping the helpers and supporting and training birth workers to feel connected and confident to navigate birth trauma. Advocacy and activism starts with conversations. My legacy is not going to be one of sitting around and saying, oh, well, that's just the way birth is. We can't change the system. Let's raise our voices while raising our vibrations. Trauma work isn't all dark and shadow. We can find light in without making light off. I want you to find growth, passion and purpose. Go back to the love, the joy, humanity that brought you to birth work in the first place. This podcast is also available in video format where guests have said, yes, let me be visible. Head on over to my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Erin Baum. Now, before we start, if you've been enjoying this podcast and you're listening on iTunes, can you hit pause for a second and leave me a review? I want these stories and support and messages of hope and growth to reach as many people who are interested in birth as I possibly can. Now, to do this, I need reviews. Reviews help the algorithm and they show the podcast to more people. There is no money in this for me. This podcast is just a small part of me being the change I want to see. It's also an excuse for me to shift out of mum life for, you know, an hour or so and have meaningful conversations with other grown-ups who are not quite as invested in fart jokes and Paw Patrol. I love stories. This is why I do what I do. This is why I do this podcast. Sharing stories can be such soul medicine. I really do believe that as healers and helpers, we cannot walk this path alone. We need support, a sounding board, and a circle, either a physical one or a metaphorical one for storytelling. Before we start, I wanted to remind you that I now have two birth trauma courses available. And at the time of recording this, Birth Trauma Training for Birth Workers has 500 people who've enrolled. Since I made the decision to make it more affordable and accessible, it's really started to take off. And so I thank each and every one of you who have shown up to do this work. The other course I've just launched is for birthing people. It's called More Than a Healthy Baby, and it's a three-part course. So the first section has information and education about birth trauma. The second part is all the practical tools and strategies. So that's direct based camera teaching. And the third part is where I cover pros and cons of different support options and where to for further help. It's not a replacement for therapy, just like the other course, but it is something that's accessible and available at 3am when all you have is your phone for company. Suicide is still the leading cause of death in new mothers and people don't always pick up the phone to ask for help, but they do pick up their phone to scroll. So if I can help in some small way by making sure that useful, self-directed content exists, then that's something. Both of these courses are hosted through a platform called Udemy. You can sign up for an affiliate for both if you want, which means that you'll get a unique link to share. And it means that if someone buys the course using that link, you get a small percentage of the sale. Both of my courses are currently under $100, so it's not much, but it is something. If that's something you're interested in, go to the Udemy website, I'll link below, and look up the process for becoming an affiliate if you're interested. 
how we get to birth is a political statement. Birth trauma is a political issue because it's a human rights issue. Imagine you're pregnant, maybe with kids, and you're sending your partner out for food or nappies and having to wonder if they're going to be harassed, arrested or shot at. Imagine going to the hospital to birth your baby and then being told that your pain isn't real. Your cries go unheard. You're being too dramatic. That your health problems are your own fault. Imagine wondering if you're even going to make it out of the hospital alive to see your baby and your family again. In order to even begin to work on trauma, we need mothers to be alive. Black women are three to four times more likely to die in birth than white women. And again, we're not talking about the third world here. This is current daily life in New York City. And some stats are even indicating that for New York, black women are 12 times more likely to die than white women. This is in the Bronx, where my guests today grew up and are doing life-changing humanitarian leadership on the ground. Hashtag brother and sister goals. <laughs> the amazing Hawk and Shivana Newsom from Black Lives Matter, New York chapter, took time out to speak with me. We had a chat in the car while they're on their way back from delivering food to over 200 people. The Bronx is the global epicenter for COVID-19. Hawk, Shivana and their team are doing amazing work. Like they work and work and work so that people have access to proper food, healthcare, housing, and an end to oppression. I could see the exhaustion on their faces, and yet there's a fire in there that can be felt from oceans and oceans away. Their parents met at a civil rights rally in the 60s, and you could say that they were born into this fight. They've both pledged their lives to bringing justice to an unjust system. If you can donate to the People's Food Program, please do. The link will be in the show notes. These are the change makers. These are the people who are going to action the change that the rest of us talk about while we sit on the couch, right? So give these guys some love. They really are doing such amazing work. Hey. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> How are you doing? All right. So far, so good. Um, I'm moving, but I'll be parked up in like three minutes. So I think we're good. Sure. Can you see me sure. okay? Yep. All good. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> how's things in the state of your so, world? Oh, insanely, insanely, insanely busy. Yeah. Um, we've been feeding like, I don't know, 200 people per day. Wow. Uh, People are coming back outside. They're, they're not strictly adhering to the um, quarantine, but it's it's um it's uh how do you say it? They 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 they're coming back outside, but it's still not what it was before. There's still a lot of people who are um quarantining who are staying home. Um, hospitals, from what it looks like, it's not that crazy. Uh, a few weeks ago when it when it really started like it was it was a ghost town out here mm. like you were literally the only car on the road with like a bunch of ambulances and things like that so it was really interesting weird so, so weird i imagine 
And how are yeah. you feeling? You're like fearless. <laughs> so no, I, feel, I feel God, but not too much else, you know? Um, I, I, I feel, I feel, uh, I feel like I, 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 I just like working. You know what I mean? I like clearly, yeah. And clearly. helping people, yeah. So I'm in the um, I'm in I'm in the car with my sister, Shivana Newsom, who's running for Congress, Hi. and um, and our director of operations, uh, Linda, Hello. and um, and we were just and we had to ride out. There was a a veg ready, a completely vegan donation out in Jersey. So we went out there to pick up the food and then we went to, um, so we picked up food to give away to free for free to people. And then we went to, um, Philadelphia to pick up some cheese steaks, you know, Philly cheese steaks are a thing. And, um, we were just sitting here talking about like, Oh, you know, we took yesterday off and then we went for a long drive today, but we feel like kind of antsy cause it hasn't been that hands-on physical work, yeah. so to speak. You know, so it's 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 been really interesting. How is everything out there? It's kind of mixed, depending on where you are in the country. Some people are almost kind of like back to normal. Some people are really anxious. Some people are kind of like pretending it's not happening. It's really really mixed. Really, what part of Australia are you in? So I'm in Victoria, um, okay. and we're probably the strictest at the moment from what really? I understand yeah had a lot okay. of cases what's well, a lot <laughs> you know like a hundred <laughs> <laughs> we can laugh about it <laughs> no we're laughing but it's like no I get it I get it because it's no, because yeah. we got that like from that street to that street. Yeah, no, I'm I kidding. Know. But um, no, it's 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 insane. But even, no matter what, no matter what the number is, it's scary and yeah. people are dying. You know what I mean? So it, and and whatever that number is, it can always jump. So it's really scary. Mm. It really uh -huh. is. Are you guys quarantined or, or what's happening? Is there like mandatory? face masks or what are they doing out no there's not much of that going on um it's just it's isolating but slowly coming out of it so schools mm, mostly will be going back next week as in for mm -hmm. the really little ones and much older ones but it's kind of like a all right let's just <laughs> see what happens ah i get it i get it yeah so it's it's tough. It's really it's weird. tough. It's really, really yeah. weird. And I think um yeah, I'm keen to know what you think in terms of like I like to kind of take stuff back to the beginning with birth because there's oh it's it's not good. It's not good. Mm -hmm. And I really want to I suppose my thing and partly why I wanted to talk to you is this mm -hmm. idea of like well, I can only do birth trauma work and mental health work so long as, like, women and families are alive, right? <laughs> so yeah, right on. We can't talk trauma without talking just how bad things are. And I think I want people who are listening who might kind of be in the bubble a little bit to kind of have that understanding that women aren't coming home from hospital. And yeah. maybe their partners are going out to get food, to get nappies, to just go outside of the house for a second and are being like harassed and arrested and 
this is the kind of stuff that adds to the global trauma. No, it is. It really is. Um, I mean, you have my sister in the car with me, and she knows a lot about this stuff. So, I, I, I mean, we could let her if she's comfortable with it. Huh? Yeah, she's comfortable with it. She's going to talk a little bit about Black maternal health. Love it. So, I'm going to do this. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you going? You're doing great work. Thank you so much. Thanks a bunch. So. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I missed out on the question. I was literally looking at myself. <laughs> I don't know that there was a question. That was like last minute. Uh, what was your question? My apologies. I think it was just my musings. But um, I was going <laughs> down the track of like, to even do the birth trauma work, we need people to be alive and women are not coming home from hospital. What's um, the general... I'm, not sure, I'm not sure about the stats uh, where you are, but in America, that's especially true of black women. We're recently yeah. uh, working yeah. on a case with Amber Rose Isaac, a 26-year-old grad student, smart, brilliant, working as a teacher, helping kids, wanted to start a daycare. And from the time um, of to when she first started seeking medical attention, she was treated unfairly. Uh, there's something called, I, I believe it's called health syndrome, mm-hmm. and it's really treatable, and most women do not die from it, and mm-hmm. a hospital here in the Bronx allowed Amber to die. Um, and if you look at the stats here in America, Black women are about 15% more likely to die during childbirth. Yeah. Uh, and in New York City, it's about 8%. So um, I'm actually, as Hawkins mentioned, I'm running for Congress because we need legislation and we need to change the culture. The yeah. way that Black women are che- treated in America, it just goes to show you that thinking from slavery, there's not really, no one believes us when we cry out in pain. Um, a lot of early testing um, in terms of how far uh, reproductive science is gone has been practiced on black women unethically. So it's changing the cultures and the minds of doctors and also having things like free tuition here. So we'd have more doctors and more black people in administration, people, because representation, it absolutely matters. Yeah, hundred percent. And it seems to be falling on deaf ears, really. Like Absolutely. Um, I, I recently, I, I another family in another part of a, in the states reached out to me, so I'm going to start working with them as well. But it's a growing issue between women of color. No one seems to care, and we've had testimony from healthcare workers, doctors, and nurses in the system, and they're just reporting the same finding. But we see it with everything that's applicable to the diaspora that no one cares about our police brutality, our environmental injustice, our maternal health and it just stems from systemic oppression and the lack of all like let's not care of black people and how we're living uh nothing really pertains to us as being a human right Mm. and i think like what's your general feeling on why like why people are getting away with this why is this just being like you know the next generation of women having babies it's like you always hope things will be better for your kids. And yet women who were born in the 90s, potentially, and now having babies in conditions that are worse than when they were born and when their mothers were born, it's just like blows my mind that this is... It's unfortunate as, as progressive and as much uh, civil liberties as we have and we're allowed to speak, but it's deep-rooted in white supremacy and patriarchy. 
Yeah. And no one still cares about women of color. Uh, we try. We need to reach resources and have um, provisions in our healthcare that allows for doulas and midwives and people to kind of look over us who understand the healthcare system because our cries go ignored. You know, women, we have that intuition. We know when things are not right. And all the cases that I am seeing, women are are reporting to their doctors. They're doing their due diligence and they're absolutely being ignored. So um, there needs to be, doctors should no longer hide behind having malpractice insurance and these big healthcare systems. And if they knew that they would lose their medical license and lose their livelihood and possibly face jail time for their negligence, I think that'll change. But at first, we need to accept that Black women are human. We do experience pain. We are loving. And I think once the world changes the way they see us, our, our care in the medical system would also change. Mm. How long do you think it's going to take? Um, well, hopefully I'll be in office and God willing, I'll be in office in January 2021. I'll be getting sworn in and it's an important piece of legislation to have. Um, New York State has formed all these task forces and they're acknowledging the problem, but there's actually been no implementation. Mm. And for anything to change for a marginalized or underrepresented group, we absolutely need legislation. And for that to happen, we need people who look like us and understand our struggles in office. As of right now, the district I'm running in in the Bronx, which is the nation's poorest congressional district, so everything including COVID, we're currently the epicenter, hits us the worst. We do not have, we've never had a black woman uh hold a seat in congress mm. so right now in the bronx and manhattan which everyone knows uh we have no black people in congress so how could we how could our voices of these women who are left out in the coal and there's this absolute war on the poor how can anything change for them if they have no one with real pro power to bring them real justice mm. it's such a lot isn't it like to get up every day and keep doing this like you guys must just be beyond exhausted like yeah, it's a new so type of exhaustion i like to think i'm a superhero but i think um, you are i think you are otherwise uh but if we don't stand up who will we have to mm. stand at the vanguard we can't allow any injustices to happen or to take place so someone has to sacrifice so if that means that i take no vacations i get no sleep but i know that i'm changing the lives of future generations it's worth it. I'll mm -hmm. sleep one day. I'll be on a sandy beach one day. <laughs> but um, <laughs> until then, um, and like I, I have to prepare the way for the next generation. Mm. I have to. It's my duty. That's beautiful. And you guys are doing so much with food as well. From another perspective that I know is often brought up, they're like, "Oh, hypertension. Oh, hypertension." As if it's just something like, "Oh, well, that's your fault. Hands off, whatever." So it's like, okay, food access and food privilege and all those things that have been ignored for such food a injustice yeah. and food deserts and it's if you look in areas where there are poor people we don't have access to quality food it's not easily accessible and then if you think about median incomes and what people can actually afford if you're working with a smaller budget unfortunately less healthy foods are easier to purchase and easier yeah. to come by than your high quality organic produce so what we've done with the people's food program 
which came out of this crisis because our local and state and federal legislator literally left poor people to starve, only feeding them one meal a day that they had to stand on line for for hours. We actually do a door-to-door delivery service in feeding these families, and about 90% of the foods that we feed people, unbeknownst to them, is actually uh, vegan. So we're trying to feed people healthy food because uh, in this, in the Bronx, which I can speak from because where I was live, where I live, where I was born and raised, we actually have something called Legionnaires, which is in the water and it's pretty treatable, yeah, pretty girl. curable. But so many people died from it because that hypertension you were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, respiratory problems, we have eight times the nation's asthma rate here. We literally have a row of locks called Asthma Alley. Uh, they were unable to fight Legionnaires disease because of all the pre-existing conditions. So when COVID, coronavirus came around, um, unfortunately, my community community members have not stood a chance. But then it just goes back to access because there's not enough testing sites, um, not enough resources. Uh, most people who are black and brown are actually essential workers. So they have no choice but mm. to be on the front lines. Mm. So it, it's just a lot. It, you think, it just seems like it's just systemic oppression, just layered in every single way. It just ties back to the root cause. Um, mm-hmm. Once we pull out the root, we'll get some real justice and things will move forward in the way they always should have been. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. That's just no problem. Thank amazing. you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And I wish you all the best. I hope you and your family are safe and healthy. We're all doing I mean, great. We're thinking of I'm you. I'm so happy to hear it. Thank you. Hey, wasn't that awesome? See? That was just the best. It was perfectly <laughs> timed, perfect, yeah, everything. I think... Um, you got a two for one. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? Birth, how we birth is a political... How you get to birth is a political statement. So I'm so happy that you're here to even be able to, like, give that element because it is, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just totally happy to be on. Um, I, I, I was I was out there a little while ago, and I worked on a case um, when I was visiting. It was uh, David Dungay. David Dungay was killed, and well, he was from Sydney. And while I was there, the fan, I made I was on. There's a show on ABC that comes on at night. I forget the name of the show. But um, I was on that show, and the family saw me. I was talking about injustice, and they invited me to come to court the next day. It was some sort of hearing, and um, what was really interesting was how David Dungia, Aboriginal man, uh, was killed by the police mm-hmm. while he was in jail. He was killed by the corrections officers. And he literally said, I can't breathe. 11 times, just like Eric Gardner said, I can't breathe 11 times uh, here in the United States. It was just like amazing to see that like this, 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 this racism, this evil supremacy, like, like we are better than you. Your life is worthless. Like it happens across water. It happens everywhere. So it's like, I just don't understand. I feel like if the world cared how they're supposed to care, Mm-hmm. that this wouldn't be a problem anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like, like when people get upset about things, they fight to change them. And I think people are just happy with the status quo, which is, um, you know, black folk are second-class citizens who don't deserve a right to life. 
or to a, a, a life unencumbered by oppression? Just random thoughts. I think they're not random. I think they're perfectly targeted, sensible. <laughs> like, it has to be that because what's, like, what's the alternative? Like, there isn't really an alternative. As much as, like, you can go into layers of, oh, well, you know, these things have... I, I'm a big fan of the... When people do the... When it comes to births, talking about, oh, but that happens, like, over there, like, to those people in, like, those third world countries. <laughs> like, no, it's here. Right it's totally here. In front of you. You're just sitting on your couch and you can't see it. Like... Absolutely. Absolutely. Like a black woman in New York City is 12 times more likely to die giving birth than a white woman. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. It's it's not even like, there's, there's nothing you can say as an excuse or as a reason or as anything. It's like astronomically too high. Way too high. Way too high. If that was it happening is. in a different suburb, I imagine, you know, not even that far away, people would be mm -hmm. up in arms and they're not. No, if, 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 if the numbers were inversed, if it was flipped, the entire country would be up in arms. Um, what's, what's the sister's name, Bonnie? Brianna? Taylor. Brianna Taylor. This happened about two months ago. It was a woman named Brianna Taylor. Um, she was in her home with her boyfriend and the police came and broke in the door. Mm -hmm. They have these things called no knock warrants, which means that the police could just come into your house because it's, it's, it's important to the investigation that they catch you by surprise. Mm -hmm. So when they broke into this man's house, he pulled out a gun and started shooting at them. He hit two of them and um, they didn't identify themselves and they actually shot his girlfriend and, and killed her and murdered her. It turned out that the police already had the man they were looking for in custody. Mm. They already had him. Mm. And they also had the wrong house. Mm -hmm. So Brianna Taylor died because of like two horrible mistakes by the police. And her husband is being charged with attempted murder for defending mm. his house. And what's amazing is, you know how America is like super pro-gun, right? All of the people who <laughs> so are, it seems. Yeah. All of the people who are super gun nuts and, and, and super like pro-gun are not defending this man. But if she were a white woman and he mm. were white, this would be a national story. One, the cop the guy the guy would be looked at as a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and his his wife would be looked at as an innocent victim. Mm. But this is what we face every day, you know. Yeah. Mm. I know you talk about trauma. This is mm. this is what we faced. What we face every single day, and mm. it's like you know you have a you have a choice. Either you're going to sit in your house and criticize people who do the work, you know. Or you're going to get involved. You know, I get a lot of people, okay, I'm totally on your couch getting a therapy session. <laughs> do, it, <laughs> do it, do it. No, I get, we get, like, like Shavana can say the same, like, you get so many people who call you and tell you how should be doing, how you should be doing things. Mm. But they're not doing them. 
They're sitting back at home judging. You know, we were giving out food and this woman came up to us and approached us and was like, well, you took up for these people who were selling, they were selling masks outside and, and you argue with the cops on their behalf and blah, 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 blah. My sister stopped her and was like, well, you realize that same officer brutalized people last summer mm-hmm. and the summer before that, he pointed a taser at a man who was holding his infant daughter. It's his baby, right? And and the woman had no idea of this, so it's just like, oh my god, it's it's like you're you're literally just just fighting for every breath, mm. like li- every breath is 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 a struggle because there's so many different battles, mm. you know, to be to be fought. There's just so much and 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 there's, there's there's so much work to do and and yeah. which was crazy is what we were discussing is we actually get uncomfortable when we don't have something that's immediate and something that's pressing mm. relaxing silence. silence is deadly imagine <laughs> yeah like like relaxing makes us anxious <laughs> well it actually makes sense from a broader trauma yeah. point of view when you're always on go 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 the accelerator is always on there's no chance to break so you know because if you get a chance to break at the moment it means either that you have burnt out and your body has gone you gotta just hang on for a second or it means that things have gotten better and you can kind of like sit back on your rocking chair and go huh look at all my Mm -hmm. hard work isn't this nice yeah (laughs) one day Hopefully, it's far away, but at the same time, like this is years and years and years of, from every angle, as you said, it's not just health, it's access, it's politics, it's housing, it's yeah. all of that. No, I heard you talking about like hypertension, right? And diabetes, like they poison the food. They sell yeah. people, they sell poor people crappy food. Yes. They put chemicals in it to make them addictive so now they're poor they're fat they're sick and they the 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 country turns around and says it's your fault because Mm. you're fat but nobody's saying hey they were addicted to these foods like they they, this was intentional like they're addicted to sugar they're addicted to these foods it's 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 unbelievable it's like it's ah, it's like these insidious magicians. If it, if we would have put like all of the things that happen to black people in one movie, it'd be a horror film. Mm. <laughs> you know, and and I think the only way the world would get it is if it were happening to white people, mm. right? If just like there was like this 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 flipped world where in this movie and what the hell am I talking about? If there was like this <laughs> if there was like this flip world in this movie and everything that happens to black people happened to white people, but it couldn't be crappy actors. Mm. It'd have to be like Scorsese levels Scorsese yeah. level stuff, right? Like like and, and, and then people could really digest that. Mm. And, and I, I think that that might do us something. I think the arts play a a, a large part in it. Uh, we can reach a lot more people through the arts than through through just dialogue. 
Yeah, which makes sense because people do need to see it and smell it and touch it to some extent to kind of know that it's real, which is why I like having these conversations because I think sometimes people don't think it's real. People do, they're like, oh, you know, like the birth rates have gotten better. What are you whinging about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but meanwhile, yeah. Amber Isaacs died. Her host, her husband, God bless him. Like, yeah. could you imagine their first child together? Their mm. first child together. And she died giving birth. And what she died from was for preventable. Yeah. Like if the doc and she could have been treated if the doctors had everything they needed before they started the birth. Mm. So they induced her labor and didn't have the the, the necessary medical uh equipment or, mm. or whatever on hand and while she was having while she was bleeding to death, they're screaming, Where's this? Where's that? and they couldn't find it. But like mm. Her and her husband begged them to have everything prepared, and they ignored them. Mm. That's one of the problems here in America. Uh, doctors don't listen to black people. That's what Siobhan was saying. Doctors don't listen to mm. black people. They think they know your body better than you. They don't think that your complaints are valid. And they also have this belief that black women can tolerate more pain than white women. So they don't give mm. black people drugs when they need them. It's a very mm. sick country. Very sick country. It's very convenient too, as a well, you know, as you were alluding to before, that this is what the history of gynecology and obstetrics is based on. And to mm -hmm. sort of admit that you are actually causing harm to people and actually causing them pain for years and years and years and years and years, it's just easier to go, oh well, oh well, it's a thing. Like everything's become a thing. You're like it's not a thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a thing. It's not. Really isn't. There's a statue of a doctor in Manhattan. <laughs> that's my it's Central still up? Park. Yeah. Has it been torn down? Yeah. You know exactly oh, know what it. I'm talking about. I know it. Yeah. I feel sick in my stomach every time someone mentions it. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Unbelievable. But it's still up. Yeah. I mean, America just doesn't care. Like... These, these statues, these monuments to people who hurt black people are everywhere, you know? Like, slavery was abolished, at least formally. Mm. And it was supposed to be a bad practice. But there's all these reminders to us that we were in chains, you know? Mm. You don't see that. Like, like, you don't see statues of Adolf Hitler in New York. <laughs> you know, there's no Hitler Park. <laughs> you know, there's no Hitler River. <laughs> you know, but we have uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. But that's the power of community. When your community is strong, then um when your community is strong, then you can fight back. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I saw something Yeah. Well, shall I let you get back to fighting? Or are you gonna rest? Thank you. Thank you. I actually, I'm going to eat a little bit more. <laughs> That's a good idea. Unload the truck, because while you were talking to Siobhan, I was eating a little bit over here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for having me. It's a great show. Thank you. Thank you for right, saying well, yes. I know you are right, a well. busy, exhausted family. 
and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And you, God and bless you. Away. Right on, right on. We'll be back, but only in the summer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, right. it's pretty cold. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, bye. Thanks, mate. Take time to move today's conversation through your body. Get up, go for a walk, have a shower, dance in the kitchen, do something to shift any tension that might have come up. My Birth Trauma Training for Birth Workers course is a great place to start for further training in birth trauma. It's equal parts personal and professional development. You can enroll at any time and it's endorsed by the Australian College of Midwives for 16 points. The link is in the show notes and you can also head to Dr. Erin com.au now hope is a doing word my hope is that warm empathic intuitive workers will stay in birth but we need to do something take a big step and work on some of the fears that you have to stay in the helping and healing professions you do need your own help no one can self-improve in isolation and there's no perfect time you'll never be ready but do it anyway If you want to coach with me using the burn bright without burning out method that I've used with my own exhaustion, imposter fears and feeling overwhelmed, then let me help you. Let me help you to actually live a life so full of joy that you don't need to find escape from it. Reach out to me, drerin.com.au or at drerinbow on Instagram. Thank you for making time for yourself to feel uncomfortable and grow and learn. It's beautiful. I thank you so much for allowing me to speak my passions and do my soul work.